0: Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. Well, the playoff hopes for 2015 now dangle by a thread thanks to a baffling loss in Kansas City today. I'm Lars. Joining me today, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here.
1: Good afternoon,
0: all. Uh, And next to her, the co-president of the Chicago Bills backers, Sujeev, also with us today.
1: I hate this team. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was, um, you know, I, I just wish this team could lose. And, like, I, I, I just once I want to watch a team go out and, like, two good teams play, and one team just happens to be better that day. Instead of us beating ourselves, the refs beating us, Rex Ryan doing questionable stuff to beat us. But we're going to get into it. Uh, find us on Facebook at Bills and Beers. Find us on Twitter at Bills and Beers. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones. Tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found this podcast. And subscribe on iTunes, folks. Let's not waste any time and get right into it. Come on now, The bills are making it happen now. Stand up, now come on and shout. Yeah, 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 well there's plenty to be upset about. There's um, we now have another uh, you know 10 months of uh, things to look forward to since it doesn't look like we're making the playoffs this year. It's possible. It's, we're not mathematically out, but it's, it's gonna be very difficult. So this is going to be a, a, probably a, a very uh, depressing recording here. So let's at least start by getting some of the positive things out of the way because the game wasn't totally terrible. So Suj, we'll start with you. You're the Bat Blue MVP of today's game.
1: Uh, I am going to go with LaShawn McCoy. I think when he was given the ball, he made the best of his opportunities. There was also a couple of baffling plays where he had no business getting the three, four yards that he got, whether it was him stumbling forward off balance uh, or whether it was him just finding a lane that is not where the play was designed to go. At least we don't think that's where the play was designed to go. Uh, LaShawn McCoy continues to prove himself an elite back. Um, I also love the fact that on the first play from scrimmage where he got a bunch of yardage, he, like, ran forward and then slid across the field and got up like a total diva complaining that his hands were wet. He's like, oh, I'm so wet! I'm so wet! And he went and got a towel. But that's fine. Thurman Thomas was a diva, too. So you know what? My diva, my boy, Shady McCoy, keep it going, baby. You're the only bright spot that I saw today. Well, that's not entirely true. For the whole game, that is. Yeah, for the whole game. Cass?
2: Yeah, I would... Go on uh, and say Sammy Watkins. I mean, he was unstoppable in the first half. No idea why we didn't throw to him, did well, target b- him. Because he
0: was unstoppable in the first half. Yeah, so yeah. logic would dictate we don't throw it to him in the second half.
2: Yeah, why would you? Why would you? That makes no sense. But uh a breakout game from him, making some unbelievable catches. My favorite was the one in the end zone where it makes the touchdown and then just throws the wide receiver uh, or the cornerback to the ground.
1: That was awesome. And it was
2: just like, yeah, bitch, that's what I think.
1: So...
0: We, we'll, we'll get into this a lot, but one target in the second half after he's on pace for 316 yards. You got to believe that the receivers around him are doing jack shit, and that includes my Janie Cremale from last week, Charles Clay. How could he have possibly been that bracketed and nobody else be open? We're going to talk about that at great length. So I can't possibly give mine to anybody else on the offense, uh, and Lord knows I'm not giving it to anybody on the defense. So I'm giving mine to Marcus Thigpen. Yeah, good, yeah, good. Because yeah. he actually... Uh, exactly that was the elimination. I was like, that's the
2: only one that... Yeah, he's go. the only he's guy that had a decent that-
0: game. Uh, and I think, I think him on our roster, we might have actually won in, in New England. Because the guy's um, very sure-handed. I have I have my theories as to why he was cut and then brought back. Same with Jordan Gay. If we want, we can get into it. But it's really a little consequence at this point. So let's, uh, let's, let's talk about the Jenny Cremel bummers of today's
1: game. And, uh Suge, I mean, I'll, how, I'll let how you do we start. Pick? How do we each pick? Can we each pick two? Yeah, Because yeah, this is the might. most ridiculous, freaking, piss-poor showing I've seen out of this team in ages. I mean, this was just an embarrassing, embarrassing loss. Uh, you know, I mean, I felt like last week, I thought we had the game that you wanted, right? Which was two good teams that were fighting back and forth that really, you know, fought it out, and we lost to maybe a better team but weren't embarrassed. This game, I mean, we clearly dominated the freaking Chiefs the first half of the game and then suddenly just lost all sense of who we are we lost our ability to pressure Alex Smith oh you know you say you want to be able to so that's what my uh yeah, yeah, Premal yeah. is going to be on our pass rush um because you know we always talk about oh you know we have to play situational football and you have to play against a team whatever happened the idea that you are going to have to play what? we are going to dictate the type of play that occurs. That defensive line and those, that defense in general should be able to dictate what we do. Alex Smith was beating us over top, and that's with us not blitzing. Maybe Alex Smith doesn't feel comfortable if we are actually blitzing. The guy is not that good of a quarterback, but if you let him sit back there all freaking game, he is going to tear you apart, just like he has. The great games that Alex Smith has, he has been able to sit back there and not feel scared. And then what do we do? So... We're Jesus, not. Jesus. No, it's all still on the pass rush. It's all yeah, still man. on the pass rush. Go, it's, all, it's all. St- it's all. It's all still the same thing. So we're we're not pressuring him yet. We're not able to have a linebacker spy him. So this guy is running for first downs left and right. So what are we doing? We're not. We're not keeping him in the pocket. We're not preventing him from keeping out of the pocket. And we're not pressuring him. I mean, just give all the front five, seven people that are there the day off because they're doing nothing. Cass, coming to you next.
2: Yeah, I, I think, excuse me, I'm uh, taking on to Suchi, but I, I think the, the, the Jenny Kremel bummer has got to be Rex Ryan. That's where it starts, you Ain't know? None. I mean, it's a short week. There's a holiday in there, and the team comes out firing. I mean, the first 20 minutes of that game were exciting. We definitely outplayed uh, Kansas City, but then we just shit the bed. I mean, they stopped playing, and it, it has to start with Rex. I mean, he did nothing in that game to either get us some pass rush. I mean, he's dropping players. He's dropping Carrington back into, like, like, coverage, and, and they're tripping over each other because they have no friggin' clue what they're doing out there. And then Rex, on these challenges, he goes after the Woods challenge, and he says, oh, yeah, I want to challenge that. But then on the Hogan play, he doesn't. It. It, it's just like he has no friggin' clue what's going on out there. And he, he's, our, he's, the def- he's running the defense. And that game was horrible by the defense. And you know what? It comes out with Ron Brooks in the friggin' special teams mouthing off, and then in the fourth quarter, what does he do? He gives up a huge penalty to set us back 10 yards, so when we're trying to drive down the field, we're starting first and 10 at the 10-yard line instead of the 24. Rex has got to get his head out of his ass and do something for this team. He's not a leader. He's not calling good defensive play calls. I mean, hands down, that whole entire game is on
0: that chart. So everybody in Bills Nation for the next six days is going to be talking nonstop about the challenges. So let's at least address it here. First half, long play down the field of Jeremy Macklin. The replay sort of shows that maybe the ball moved when it hit the field.
1: I'm actually quite okay with him not challenging that one. I'm not, I mean, you know, I think that my whole thing is that it's a first half timeout. We didn't really need it anyway. So if you're going to waste a challenge, waste it in the first half. Uh, But it seemed like there wasn't even a discussion. It wasn't even like a, hey, should we challenge, should we challenge, should we challenge. It was just a, "Ah, well, whatever. Yeah, so they got a 90-yard pass, whatever the hell it was, like a 40-yard pass. Yeah, we're not going to look at it at every single angle and try and find some angle with which we actually can get a competitive advantage.
2: Yeah, but you know that challenge came after the Woods Challenge. So, so we would have no, been. No, 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 no. We're
1: first. talking about we're talking, talking about, about the deep, first half. The first so, but, half but deep pass to Macklin where, where he fell backwards a kind here's, of hit Here's LeBron. the
0: sequence of events. Regardless of whether, okay, this is why I hate. I hate that you get two, but you have to win them both to get it back. So even if he wins that one, now flash forward to the third quarter in the inexplicable. Challenge on the woods bobble, which that is that was the one where I lost my shit over because well we'll get into many reasons Yeah, okay He wins that one in the first half then throws the one in the woods now He doesn't even have the option to challenge the the Hogan one or the the challenge that he did throw which was the tie rod run on fourth down But the Hogan challenge Lack of a Hogan challenge. This is why this okay. So this is this is this buttresses nicely to my Janie Cremel bomber of the week which is the goddamn motherfucking officials, who I'm also going to rant about. Because the Hogan challenge should not have, he should not have had to have challenged it. And I understand he probably should have, but again, let's replay the series of events. Even if he wins the Macklin challenge in the first half, then throws the inexplicable challenge on the Woods play, which was the wrong thing to do, now he doesn't even have the option to. Why? Because the refs can't make an obvious call on the field. It was not even close, and we have seen this time and time again. And, oh, by the way, earlier in the fourth quarter, there was a blatant offensive pass interference. Where Stephon Gilmore got completely taken out of the play while the ball was in midair. That is a, that is a pick that's illegal. That's a 10-yard play, and it set them up for either a field goal or a touchdown,
1: they scored on the drive. What about the
2: push-off on Gilmore? When Gilmore got pushed off as well. Yeah, for the touchdown. That
1: was terrible. Right, and so two examples of where our receivers, I mean, three examples. Okay, so Woods, you freaking moron. Okay, first of all, catch a damn ball. You want to know why you're always blocking and say, oh, well, my role on this team is just to block with a little bit of salt in your freaking voice. It's because you can't catch a goddamn ball. I don't know what happened to you. Maybe you're out of practice, but you can't catch a ball. That's three passes in a row going back to the Patriots game where a ball has hit him in the freaking chest and he's dropped the ball. And then what does this little USC diva do when he clearly drops another inexplicable pass? He gets up saying, oh, I caught the ball, I caught the ball. Unless you are 110 fucking percent sure that you caught that ball clean, do not get up and try and goad your own goddamn team into wasting a timeout. You piece of garbage. Okay, if you were going to actually do something useful on this team. You drop the ball. Accept it. Yes, you suck lately, okay? You cannot catch a damn ball lately. Don't make it worse by wasting a timeout for your team and wasting a challenge that would then, I mean, if Lars was saying the way it was, that we wouldn't even been able to no, challenge the Hogan pass. And then Chris Hogan, what the hell's wrong with you? As opposed <laughs> to Woods, who gets up and complains for no damn reason, you stand up there and say, oh, I don't know, didn't I catch the ball? You moron. You had possession. Took two steps got hit, maintained possession, all the way to the ground, and then you hit the ground and the ball came out. In what world is that not a catch? In what world is that not a catch? You should be standing up and screaming. Stefan Gilmore, when you get a push-off and you get give up a 45 yard pass play stand up rip off your helmet get pissed off that you're not getting calls because even if you don't get it then you'll get it next time or maybe you'll even get it when there's a pick play and it's pass interference because you get your legs cut out from underneath you when before the receiver catches the ball these players i don't understand it it's like and any good team knows that the officials have been changing the game, and if you're not going to use that to your advantage, you're not playing the game anymore. But here's the problem, Suge.
0: This team got backed into a corner in the first four weeks of the year. They were put in a position where they can't be protesting the raps because it blew up in their face for the first four weeks they got a reputation the team that chirps the team who's going to get penalties every time and it was costing them 15 yards a clip no. i don't think you're wrong but th- but this is this is a precedent and this is a standard that it was set by the officials because they can't make the calls right the first time
2: but, but i disagree with you because we were not chirping in the beginning we were just being flat out idiots and going after the other team What Switch is saying is we need to go to the rest. We need to be making comments, throwing our hands up there, doing something, running around like chickens out there, Getting in their faces and I mean like Come on
1: dudes and, Or no Don't even get in their face Calmly walk over to the official And be like Look ref You may not have seen it But he was pushing off on me He was pushing off on me And you know? I I can't come back to Is it
0: too much to ask For the guys Who get paid six digits To work 16 weeks a year To get the call right The first time In this NFL Yes too much Because to every ask? game Every team They get
1: it wrong What What so, is going on this year What What is going on this year Terrible It's terrible, but the good teams are taking advantage of it. This is what the Belichicks of the world do. They find a wrinkle in the game, and they take advantage of it. The fact that the refs can't keep track of what's going on is the reason that New England busted out those crazy formations. Because they knew that, you know what, no matter what happens, the refs aren't going to know what the hell's going on. And there's nothing here that's challengeable. So they're just going to have to either know it right off the bat, or they're going to have to move on. I mean... When you know that there's a flaw in the game, you take advantage of it. I don't think there's any point in us move on to
0: Rants and Raves since we've, we've kind of just morphed into one giant long rant. Now about the officials. Let's go back to the challenges, though, for a second. So where we come down on he could have, would have, should have challenged the Macklin play? So
1: I I I'm fine with us not challenging the I'm agree. I'm but, fine. but but I all. But we all agree that the Woods challenge was a horrible, was horrible horrible challenge. Idiotic. Okay. But I think it's I think it was because of what Woods did. He stood up and adamantly said, "I caught the ball. I caught the ball." When dude, you knew you didn't catch the but, ball. But you felt the ground underneath you.
2: Here's my question, because on the Woods challenge, it felt like it was an immediate challenge, like and then the one where we didn't challenge on Hogan. There's a guy like, over, over his right-hand shoulder, so, you know, shaking his head, saying, no, 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 no. And I'm like, but where's somebody actually looking at the play? We're making split decisions without somebody actually upstairs, wherever, looking at the play and then calling it down.
0: Yeah, this and is what Bill Simmons is always talking about. Every team should have a VP of common sense. A guy who can actually make these decisions with a cool head and is the one de- – there, there should be a coaching slot designated to this. However – I'm I'm going I'm I'm going to continue down this path. Maybe, if the league in general didn't make it so goddamn convoluted, what a catch is in the first place, Jesus. we wouldn't have teams being like, well, what should we do? The reason they didn't challenge the Hogan one is because they're probably like, well, I don't know, did he make a football move? Was it four steps? Was it three steps? Did it come out on the way down? Was it the He did. He did all I, of them. I get he did you. Everything. I get you. But there's enough doubt that has been sewn into these coaches' brains, and when you only have one challenge left, and you only have two timeouts left, hello, because you wasted a second half timeout on a bad
1: challenge, then yeah, you really need need to take a beat and consider, well, what do we want to do here? Well, yeah, but I mean, we always talk about wasting second half timeouts. When do you use them then? I mean, you don't. You no, don't No 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 Lars, you'd use them on your last drive of the game. Oh yeah. And that was our last drive of the game. Yeah. That's when you waste a timeout. But then we would've used But then we would have been down uh, to yeah, one timeout but that's when you use and it. no challenge. Right, but that's I mean what are you saving it for? If it's the last drive of the game and it's a well, first down, I don't think th- yeah. I don't
0: think they were expecting to have Tyrod Taylor run around the backfield for 17 yards, run off more time than throw a 1-yard completion to bring it to fourth. I don't think they were banking on that. It was still second and 10. Yeah,
2: but the other thing is it's yeah. like it's under 3-4 minutes to go and challenges come from upstairs under 2 minutes. Right, so so really even, you, have, you like, only have 1 minute to only use that one challenge. You have 1 minute to use point. that challenge. That's a great point. Use yeah. it. Use it.
0: Yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. Can we all agree, however, that nobody, aside from Mike Pereira and Bill Fucking Belichick, has any idea
1: what a catch is? No, I, that I agree with. That I agree with. I mean, like, it's just these these officials are overwhelmed. I think that there's too much nonsense going into their minds. I think that. They should not make the, the rule of what a catch and what a catch isn't should not be that complicated. The NFL should burn the rule book this offseason yes, and start and, from and scratch. Start get rid of the complexity, make it easier for these officials. Because obviously we have built a sport no, that is impossible you know, to officiate. You know what they no, no, you know what they all should do? They should burn the rule book and clean house.
2: Oh yeah.
0: I don't know. Somebody point me somewhere on the internet. If you're listening and you you're on Twitter, you're on Facebook, send me a link, please. At Bills and Beers, and show me where anybody has ever broken down precisely what the process to become an NFL referee is, because you've guys, you got guys like statutor Ed Hockley. These, these guys have been around forever. They seem to they seem to be like, was it like the Supreme Court where you get a, like a four-life appointment and once you're in, you're in? And getting the, one of those last two spots is damn near impossible and we had to give one to a woman this year? Not that there's anything wrong with that and I think she's actually doing a dynamite job, but it doesn't seem as though these guys are being evaluated on an annual basis and every year the 30 best men or women, I don't care, black, white, Latino, deaf, blind, Eskimo, doesn't matter have an opportunity to become an NFL referee. I
2: I would actually care if they were blind.
0: Well, it it might actually be a step-up, Cass. It seems that these guys are grandfathered in, and there's no process by which they're evaluated. So, yes, let's throw out the rule book, and let's have open tryouts for officials. I want every high school referee from Podunk, Iowa, to Tallahassee, Florida, to have a chance to be better than these guys. Because I don't know what, what they do on an annual basis. Does Ed Hockley just get a call from... C- Commissioner Goodell sometime in early July Be like, Ed, you coming back this year? Yep, okay Great, see you in mid-August, you want to do the Pro Bowl Or the, the Hall of Fame game? Yeah, I do, okay It's yours, like, is that uh, What's the process? And, and again, if you're Listening to this and you have a link, I would be Wildly curious to see if the New York Times or the Atlantic or some other, like, major Publication has actually broken this down Because I don't know what
1: You have to do to qualify to be an NFL Ref, well, but watching these games, or just stay not qualified. Much. Yeah. That's
2: the question Stay qualified
1: like I mean, there's that one ref, right, that everyone is complaining about. I think he was the tuck rule guy. He's the guy who's had all these famously bad calls. And he's still around. And he's still a ref. I I mean, I don't understand it. I then, mean, are they in, are they, there? Is there a union? Is it is this a else, union issue? If nothing else, is doesn't it stand for the integrity of the league to say, hey, you have too much controversy against you? Yes. We're always gonna come. People are always gonna complain, no matter what call you make. You've it's lost. You've lost your yeah. ability. There's There's you know what else does that? Boxing. If you are
0: a boxing ref and your scorecard is way different than everybody else's, you lose your license. Because they say, you know what, you're one of three guys watching this fight, you saw it differently than everybody else, you're evidently not seeing things right, you're out.
2: And I know, I used to soccer, I used to be a soccer referee, and every year you have to go back and get recertified over and over and over again. And I'm sure
0: there's an element of that, and I'm sure that like the governing body is probably like USA football or something like that, but who gets to decide who's in the NFL? Oh,
1: and I'm sure that the recertification exam or whatever process it is, is a complete joke. So same as the as people that are already years. in there yeah. stay in there, and then you have to have some special circumstances where somebody retires or whatever in order to get a new person in there.
2: And my, I do have one question, I think that maybe this is part of the protocol. When there comes to a questionable call, Shouldn't it always be, okay, it's questionable, we call it a touchdown. Or it's questionable, we call it a catch. Like, shouldn't there always be some set like precedent? Error of, on the side yeah, of the on the side of this or that. So that you always know that it's going to err on one side, and in order to flip that judgment, you have to be conclusive on the other side. So there's no or, doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, or do, do we, you do
0: what they do in hockey? Which is You make no call. You make, or you have a guy sitting in New York City in a soundproof booth. And his only job is, hey, you got to watch this play. So he watches the play with zero context. Doesn't know what the call on the field is, and he comes back and says, well, this is what it should have been. This is what the yeah, penalty should have been. This is what the, this this should have been a catch, should have been a drop, should have been a touchdown, should have been a fumble,
1: should have been a false start. Why is the rep on the field who is influenced by the chirping of the players, the the staff that he has, the co- yelling of the coaches in his ears? Why is he the one you know. that makes the final decision? Yeah. And, and here's and to your point, again, and, and I refuse... Because he's already his team has already failed, right? Yeah. It's already been accepted that someone says that this team has failed, this referee's team if, has failed, and they've gotten something wrong. And of course yeah. he's going to be yeah.
2: defensive against it. Of, of course. course he's going to be like, i got to have my guys
0: back out on the field. So, but it, here's what it comes down to. You, you rightly identified the genius out there who always seems to have his finger on the pulse of what is... Or what humans are or aren't capable of, and he can manipulate his football team accordingly. Bill Belichick has been saying for years that everything should be challengeable. This idea that we have things that are and aren't challengeable—he says every penalty, every call should be challengeable. And I agree. If you're if you're going to have this, the reason they implemented it when they first did challenges so so, so coaches couldn't do this, or so it didn't bog games down. Well, it already has. But if you're so if you're going to keep the rule that you have to get two right to get one back. Which again, blows my mind. You get two right and you get one back. So if the if the, if the officials screw you out of four calls, tough TV's on that fourth one because you're not getting it back, okay? The reason they had that in there is so it didn't bog the game down. So keep that rule and let coaches challenge everything. Penalties, like ball placement, everything. The You know, Jim Schwartz got screwed on it on Thanksgiving three years ago because of what is and what isn't challengeable. And these guys miss so many calls the, make it to the coach's discretion. Set up the the officiating gimp in New York City,
1: whose only job it is, is to watch the plays in a vacuum. I mean, damn it, Mike Pereira does it already. Yeah, he's already watching those plays and saying on TV, "Oh, yeah, definitely should have challenged that." Or yeah, that's definitely not a uh, definitely. I was I would say stick it out right there. Right there. But no, he, I mean, at the end of the damn game. But he already knows the, announcers, the context and
0: he knows the outcome.
1: I'm, I'm saying this guy doesn't know anything about what he's about to see. Yes, but at least, I mean, there is already somebody, even if you're going to do it you know, not outside of that context, even if you're going to do it, there's somebody that's doing that already. Wait three seconds until the NFL official guy says, yes, I think this is legit or what, I think it's not. What is motivating the NFL to keep this status quo? Us arguing about it. The more we... I, I really believe that's happening. I think that us getting pissed off about the NFL but still tuning in every week I think it's is... manipulation that they get to do on some of these games. Yeah, I they, mean... They to I, put their dick into some of these games, man. In
0: case the microphone's picking us up, that's the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton's husband, Jay, an honorary member of Bills and Beers, from the peanut gallery today. I think I think the, the refs... Rats- are under the under, I think the refs
1: are under the thumb of Goodell and oh, all hell those yeah. other people. Oh, hell yeah. Because
0: why not? Why not? Why not be able to manipulate a game when you can so easily manipulate a game?
1: Yeah. Is it Goodell? Okay, but here's... Or is it Adele? So,
0: here's... Okay. Goddamn
1: it, I'm on to you, you little British bitch. That's why all those goddamn games are in goddamn London now. Okay. I know you oh, and you're going to steal? You're going to steal that Hello song? You know... What's his name? Who's it got? Hello. Is it me you looking for? Uh-oh. What is it? Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. How you going to steal from Lionel Richie? You was, goddamn bad body image having ho? <laughs> hate you.
0: Oh, wow. So I actually. You ain't got bad body image. You got bad body. So the wife and I had a discussion about this when the whole Greg Hardy thing went down, uh, which was, you know, exactly what you said. The league doesn't care. Okay. So Bills fans, you want to make a stand? You, <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't never gonna make no stand. Everyone's always talking about making a stand. But here's okay. But the, the, hey, we in Chicago right yeah. now. There's a stand that's made here. But us. here's here's the here's the line in the sand that we drew. We're not buying tickets anymore games. We're not buying any more merchandise. And I even feel a little bit dubious about the passive dollars the NFL gets because they know my eyeballs are on the game so they can sell advertising correct them amount and leverage what they're getting for the network deals. So I, 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 I'm a little bit in conflict with that. But so long as, as the league does not seem to have a backbone and so long as purity of competition does not seem to be priority number one,
1: It's not. Then, I don't,
0: it's not. I, then, then Bills fans do likewise. Stop buying Bills merch. Stop buying tickets to games. Don't go. Don't, don't actively support this. If you're that pissed about it. That that was that decision we made because in the Greg Hardy thing Why can't why can't the commissioner stand up and say, you know what?
1: You're out. You're done. I, the blackout rule is gone, right? Right? Is is that is that not the case? The is the blackout rule gone? No, blackout
2: still still exists. Oh. No it
1: doesn't. No, blackout rules are gone. So I think the blackout rule is gone, right? So then therefore
2: No, it still exists because that's the reason why uh, the bills Jaguars game. No, you that was get only
1: it. being streamed. Yeah, it was only streamed. Yeah. That was a separate. Uh, yeah. But you so, could
2: get it in the Buffalo and in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, right, right. But you can only or, get it. That's the opposite of the blackout, yes. right? So, so I think that you know, it, in theory, this will never happen. But if in theory, if that were to happen, that we do have the benefit of that, no one is in that stadium. You can all watch it at home. Yeah, which is a better viewing experience anyways. Right, but I actually think the more realistic thing is that, you know, we already have the Bills uh, fan alliance, right? Try and form that with every goddamn team. The fans are the ones that should be unionizing. Forget the refs. The fans are the ones that should be unionizing and demanding changes in the NFL. And the only way to do this, the only realistic way we do this is not don't watch the games. No one's going to do that. Everyone loves football too much. Even don't go to the games. No, that's too much. Of, you're not going to tell the people in Green Bay to not go to the freaking right. game. But what you could do is say, you know what? Keep wearing the jerseys you have. Do not buy another jersey yeah. until changes are made. Let's make one statement that says, I'm not going to buy a jersey. Buy a T-shirt. Buy a, Buy whatever else you want. But just say, you know what? Jersey sales will be nothing. And just see what happens. I like just that Just see idea. what happens.
0: And what's, what's interesting, though, Suge, is that this came out during Spygate. Which is, um, the legal precedent here shows that admission to a game guarantees you nothing other than getting through the door. You are not, as a fan, guaranteed a fair contest. It's the same as buying a ticket to a WWE wrestling match. All you are guaranteed is admission. That's all you are guaranteed. Wait, Some, a guy from the New York Jets, a fan of the Jets, tried to sue the NFL, tried to get a class action lawsuits because he's a season ticket holder, and his, his argument was, my... Admission has been compromised knowing that there has been cheating going on and the NFL did nothing to rectify it And the in the law states that you're not guaranteed a fair match You you as a fan now, maybe maybe then the real pressure point. We got to get Ralph Nader on the phone We got We got to get some consumer advocates out there and say no hell no as fans we expect
1: and Have the right to a fair contest. I mean, we're They're already a non-profit organization Which is the biggest freaking joke (laughs) in the world uh, I mean, outside of the pharmaceutical company and the insurance companies, there's very few industries that are a better return on your money than the NFL. Um, especially when it's only going to other millionaires. I mean, it's not even like there's a, a, other billionaires. You know, it's not even like there's a bunch of other people that you know are making money. It's a publicly traded company or something like that. The only people that are making money are other billionaires, and you know. The reason they got those exclusive TV rights is because they were in the pocket of the government. There was a, There's a great... I don't know if it was, it was like a history of the NFL um, uh, uh, documentary or whatever that talked about how the NFL got on TV and how you know it changed the world and how Nixon's influence made a major change in terms of making the NFL an exclusive TV uh, environment. It's in that same vein that they got their non-for-profit st- status. But you know what? In this day and age there needs to be some sort of rectification of that process. I mean, we're all consumers, right? People are losing money left and right. The economy is improved, but it's not right yet. And people are spending a lot of money on this stuff. And the owners are making bank off fantasy football, which is glorified gambling, right? So there's all these exceptions to the rule. I, and I, I'm not saying anything against fantasy football. But ba- baseball, yeah. They have it right. Like, the refs get it right in baseball have to comes out and they have to get it
0: right because then they don't it's the entire game like one play comes out of the entire game and in football it still is like oh well it's still in football it's like oh well you know I can go ahead and, and give up on it Stand because up. another next play is going to be great
1: alright we've officially incorporated we were discussing the fact earlier that uh, Jay should be part of the podcast because he's essentially uh, he's essentially a new – he's got new hate, okay? We all have old hate of the Bills, okay? We all have, like, that so veteran wait, on, hate. Okay, yes. And so,
0: and so, let, let me interject something there for a second because I, I, I was I was kind of getting pissy about this at the end of the game. Let's talk about that old hate. Let's talk about the phrase same old Bills. Let's talk about – doesn't matter if Ralph Wilson's the owner or if it's Terry and Kim Pagula, if Dick Duran is the coach or if it's Rex Ryan – or if we play in Buffalo, or if we play in Toronto, or if we have white helmets or red helmets, a third-string running back in a game that mattered most came in and rushed for the first time in his entire career for more than 100 yards. With three backup offensive linemen. That is a goddamn narrative that we have been front-row Joe to now since fucking 2000. What the fuck? So you want to talk about his his new hate? Let's talk for a second about old hate and how this was a classic Buffalo... Sorry. I, I love I love the thirty thousand foot philosophical view of how we how we interact with the league and and, and the social implications of football and all that good stuff. But let's Getting bring back it back to the game, yeah. right now to the Buffalo Bills and what happened this afternoon. I thought for sure coming down here I thought you know this is this has the makings of a classic Bills game. Third string running backs had to come back and come in and I thought no things have changed now. Well fuck that nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed.
2: No, and that was going to be my rant today. I've I've, I've seen this fucking game for how many years? How many times? I mean, it's just, again, we're not gonna make the playoffs again. Like you said, we're gonna have 10 more months of having to sit through like, oh, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. oh, we have a chance, oh, blah, 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 you know what, fuck that. Fuck this team. Buck Rex Ryan, just, I, I might give up. I might just flat out give up, and I don't know, maybe I'll become a Bears fan. Oh! I no, he fucking won this weekend. No, not, 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 not <laughs> yeah, but the, but the Bears are supposed to be terrible this year. <laughs> Jay,
0: Jay, who is otherwise a Bears fan, is just sitting on the other side of the booth, feverishly
1: shaking his head. No. Although, there's no, five it. and six. We did, we did, we literally drew. The Bears have successfully driven Jay away from the Bears and to the Bills, only to be greeted by this season. Yeah, only to be driven back, <laughs> yeah, the be driven back by know. the Bears with John Fox actually turning that team around and their, You know they just beat the freaking Packers. I so mean, we, okay, this it's just uh, a game that
2: we should have won. Yeah, but we, it's
1: always that way. It's like if we win the games, even if we lose all the games that are we played better teams. If we lose against the Giants, if we lose against the Patriots twice. And we lose against the Cincinnati Bengals. If we just beat the ja- uh, Jags, right? Yeah. If we just beat this team, who we're maybe as. Well, by good the way, at.
0: a missed extra point From was a a a huge factor in today's, today's game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, because instead it of was an 8 point game, it's right. a
0: six point game because we don't go for two, and he and and God willing, he makes the second one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it, it was it was a major point, but then. We made it. We made bad plays that allowed it to not be a non-issue. Darby drops a, a, a pick six. Oh, well, that's what Ro- my rant Ro- is Robey, about. Roby inexplicably does go for it. Are you Are kidding pieces? me? How many opportunities in this Rex Ryan defense, who's supposedly opportunistic, and goddamn it, it's well, been opportunistic it against us every freaking year we played it when he was with the Jets? But here you have arguably way better talent than he ever had on the Jets. We have our cornerbacks who've been playing lights out all year, and we have three interceptions that hit our corners, our defensive backs, in the hands, two of which should be pick sixes, and we can't even catch one of them? I mean, it's worse than Robert Woods' drop. It's, I mean, like, Nikel Roby watched the ball sail over his head. If nothing else... He should have been batting that also ball down. He
0: inexplicably oh. turned and kind of like olated. It, th- it, it just it was watched weird. Just watched it. Like, it was almost like I, I was on the replay. I watched that thinking, is Roby shaving points? Did he get into a position and think, oh boy, I can't make this? If like, yeah, this is, this will cost me 200 grand if I make this This game would
1: have been over if we turned one of those pick sixes into six points and actually just got a turnover well, on the other one. Wait,
2: my question is, we put Tom Brady on his butt seven times in the first quarter less than a week ago, and we can't even come to touch Alex Smith, but I think we it's put a, like
0: zero pressure on But him. I think it was a different game plan, and yes, the game Look. plan was, Cass, the game plan was make Alex Smith throw deep to beat you, because he cannot. Instead, he dropped three buckets, which he never does.
2: And, but then when he's doing that, we did nothing to change the game plan. It's like, oh no, let's keep blindly doing the same thing over and over and over again. Isn't that the definition of insanity? But,
0: but to Suja's point, we all said three guys in
1: position to make plays, and they didn't. Yeah, and but, but the other thing is that why do we have to change our freaking game plan to the Kansas City Chiefs? Why don't we be the defense we want to be? Exactly. You know, why can't we continue to blitz and continue to get him off of his mark? God damn it. If Tom Brady can't do well against it, Alex Smith and the Chiefs are not going to do well against it. I don't care what special talent they have. But Jake, you know, whatever, Fisher, Eric Fisher's out of the game. Their center's out of the game. Their guard is out of the game. And yet we can't get pressure on this team? It's because we weren't trying to. We were not blitzing. If you're going to let him beat you over the top, let him beat you while you're blitzing, while you're putting him in duress all game. Because you know what? Tom Brady may be able to do that, but he can't. And we saw
0: what happened. He was flushed. He had
1: Kelsey wide open in the end zone and missed him. When he was flushed, he couldn't make a play.
0: Couldn't make anything.
1: Because it takes away half the field. That's the whole point. Is when no, you have a when you have a, a quarterback on the run, half the receivers don't matter anymore. But
2: wait, it's the same complaint from earlier this season. Why the hell are we dropping our linemen back into freaking coverage? Why? We've we've discussed this, and yet we go back and we do it again. It did not work in the first four games of the season. It's still not working. Whereas last week. We don't do that. We just rush. We just blitz. We go all out, and that worked. So I, I understand that there's a game plan, and you and got we it, bumped at the it line. That yeah. was the
1: difference. That yeah. was the difference between the first Patriots game and the second Patriots and, game. It, it, we it blitzed, sh- but we bumped at the line. It
2: should not matter who you are playing. You need to do what you do well, and we did that well. So I don't know why we're changing our game plan. such, I'm in agreement with you 100. Uh, and and
1: you know, and and we just got this story from Rex Ryan that oh, finally, yeah, you know, we're gonna start playing Rex Ryan defense yeah, now. I'm let the it's finally lose. back there. Oh, wait, we're going to play the way you but, want. But, and then you just did the exact opposite. No, but I but I I, I feeling like there's a little confusion
0: here because the Rex Ryan defense is dropping your lineman into coverage. I don't Yeah, think, but it's also blitzing. It's also blitzing. It's Red constantly We we only let blitz. The we only blitz. three guys. But again, that's because we're afraid of their screen game, we're afraid of their underneath short stuff.
1: Yeah, but how could we be afraid of theirs and not afraid of New England? Because England's?
0: they've won 4 games in a row doing that.
1: But shit. New England has won like a Billion games underneath. I don't know. That. It worked. New England embarrassed us the first. Well, it time worked doing against that. Tom Brady. It didn't work against Alex because Smith because we weren't. We, we were not do it though.
0: We didn't
2: execute that against Alex
0: Smith. I don't know. I mean, so we weren't. We weren't. Alex Smith the beat weight. us when he went deep. That's when he beat us. And, but, he did not think and dunk us dunking. Well, no, 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 us no, 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 no. He but went he deep no because one. he had nobody in his face. Hey, he had time. He was able to go deep. I and I'm and I'm telling you. They did not think that Alex Smith was going to c- complete three passes of forty-plus yards. And, and right, okay, fine. okay, that's I,
1: fine. But then when he does, you have to make an adjustment. That's what I asked you yeah. at halftime.
0: I said, "Yeah, Do you go away from your game plan and, and let him think and dunk you now." Because the whole game plan right now is to not let you let him dig and dunk you. And he did not. The game plan was to make him beat you, and he did. Fucking I mean, Alex after the Smith second one, after the second
1: forty-yard pass. Yeah, but life. look, they did it to us. We were beating them deep with Sammy Watkins passes. And they said, "Okay, well, we're going to take that away from you. Find something else in your game plan to beat us with." Well, and we put it. Well, here, Why can't we do the gasp, same thing?
0: Gasp! Alex Why are Smith- we
1: as a freaking team in general because, unable to make any adjustments? Because every other team makes adjustments. I'll, I'll make it very,
0: very plain for you. Alex Smith is a better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor. How about that? It's that simple.
2: Yeah, but we allowed him to be a better quarterback because we were not getting in his face. I, and I'm, because, I, I hear you.
0: Huh? I hear you. But he's. When we did blitz. He found openings down the middle of the field We Stanford for fourteen once. yards.
2: I agree. We blitzed once, He found a short ding-and-dunk play that did work. But but we blitzed once. One time. And the thing is
1: what we were doing, what we were doing with New England was not even there was times that we were getting pressure with a three-man rush. It was because we Mario had he had no idea well that's that's part of it, but we had no idea where the blitz was coming from. Yeah. That was the whole point, is that we blitz, 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 and then on another play, we only sent three, but they overloaded the side that they thought the blitz was coming from when really it was all just coming from the right side when they overrode the left side. So, I mean, we, I I don't know. I mean, Rex Ryan, that defense, it's not working, buddy. You told us at the beginning, you know, halfway through the scene, you said, hey, just wait, just wait. We'll be there. We're not there. No. We're not not there.
2: Not even close. It's terrible. Is
1: Is it X's and O's or is it Jimmy's and Joe's? I think it's whatever the hell the second one is
2: Jim's and Joe's I think mean, it's, it's on the coaches it's on no, the coaches oh no no
1: no, no. Okay. no sorry we think it's you just gave no. us something that's so obscure and I guess now that I think about it no. it totally makes no, sense it's either coaching or but it's execution so coaching. I think it's coaching okay. I think it's coaching except you acknowledged
0: that three times players were right where Alex Smith threw the ball two of which should have gone to the house and the players didn't make a play well yeah what, like, what, like yeah. what else can a coach do in those situations
1: I guess guess that's fair, but at the same time, but he's still also, the only way Alex Smith has ever been good in this league is when he had a ton of time to sit back and pick apart a defense.
0: I, I, I I think we're remembering this game wrong, and Alex Smith was most effective today throwing down
1: the field, which nobody in a million years would have expected. Well, right, but the only time Alex Smith has been able to have games like that is when he's not under pressure. Yes, I mean, damn it! I don't neither, know. T- neither quarterback was under pressure, which gets to the hell. What the hell's wrong with Tyrod when he has all that time? You know, Tyrod. Tyrod is a
0: very problematic quarterback. We've raved about Tyrod Taylor because when he's when he's good, he's good. But when you when he's forced, he does not want to stay in the pocket. It happened a couple times in the second half. What he does, he's if he gets time, he doesn't climb the ladder. His first move is to break right. A hundred percent. Yep. And he and he
1: tries he tries to get to the corner. He does. Yeah, and, and I will defend him in some sense because there's also times where I'm like, run the damn ball, run. Nothing's open, or you're certainly not going to find anything. Yeah, but you know, and just run. Get four yards. Get five yards. But the you thing know,
2: is he doesn't step up as a large. He doesn't spin. step up. He does up. not step up into the pocket. Yeah. He's and if there's a guy
1: spying you, make him
0: come play you. He doesn't look down the middle of the field well. When have we hit anybody streaking down the middle of the
1: field? I mean, what happened to the center of the field? That's a great point. Yeah, what happened to the sense. center field? Like. Charles Clay, Robert Woods. God, E.J. Manuel used to hit people over the center we of the We said field. earlier on this
0: podcast, they took away Sammy Watkins. Where the hell was everybody else? Was the quarterback unable to there find them? There literally
1: had to be three people on Sammy Watkins. They had to take away our underneath, and they had because to take Because he was throwing in a double coverage
0: in the first half. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: A lot. And we had no problem
0: with that. I don't, all right, let's 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 get into wild card predictions. That's enough. Uh, That's enough. I'll
1: kill you. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. Well, it's that time of year again, where we're all saying, "Oh, we're in the hunt." God no, damn it, in we were finally we're we. Not in we the hunt. I know, but we're still gonna be we're gonna be looking at that graphic over and over again, like, "Oh, if we win this game, we might be back in it." We, we finally thought we weren't gonna be there, but whatever, we you know, had we're a there.
2: To be controllers of our own destiny.
1: And we didn't. And so, it's the end of the episode, which means we're coming up with the I, wild card portion there.
0: Of today's I was episode. There which means we're coming up on the wild card for in today's episode. Wild
1: card. It's fucking wild card.
0: So this is Bills it's and Bears. It's wild beers.
1: card! He'll not take that away from me.
0: This is Bills and Beers. <laughs> we talk about the Buffalo Bills. We do so drinking beer. Suze, we went Classic Labatt. Cass, you've been drinking water all day because
1: the Bloody Mary didn't do the trick in the first quarter. By the way, you can never drink Bloody Mary again. Yeah, here. You had to drink a red drink, didn't you? I went with the, um... And Lars get the had to come in with a goddamn full-on red Goddamn jacket and a red hat today. Yeah, I, I wasn't thinking.
0: Anyways, uh, good beers. Good if you're under beers. 21, ask your parents first. What are you drinking? Saga something or other, I don't know. Saga Nash? I, I don't know. I ordered it 40 minutes ago and haven't seen the waitress since. So, but,
1: yeah, know, sounds about it. Sounds about average for the front table at Lincoln Station. Yeah, we, we could probably
0: rant and rave about the waitress and the wait staff in general here. Actually, the wait staff in general, not bad. Wait our, staff is excellent, Our, our waitress ours. that we get every week, terrible. I don't care if she's listening. You're a terrible waitress. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we've already complained to management. They've done nothing. So, so tells so you what you get here at Lincoln Station. but We get uh, five weeks to go in the season. We have to run the table to make things interesting, and
0: even then, we still need luck, which is the awesome part about winning today's game, is that we could run the table and still miss the playoffs at 10-6. Uh, so chances are, we're not going to the playoffs. Uh, the streak continues. The Kansas City Royals have now won the World Series since the last time they ended their streak.
1: it to the playoffs, and actually had like, arguably yeah, they,
0: one of the best seasons in baseball. And, and Boston's working on its 14th championship uh, in some kind of team sport since the last time, but whatever. Streak is alive. So that's going to free up our January uh, and free up our Sundays in January, which is nice. We had a nice little stretcher in the middle of this season where we had bills-free Sundays. But now we're going to have a uh, bills-free nine months to look forward to starting in January. So Suj, what are your plans for Sunday
1: Januaries or January Sundays? I almost said it. I almost said that I'm going to make another baby. (laughs) Because you said, well, as soon as you said nine months, I was thinking, well, we kind of were thinking about doing that. Where's we?
0: <laughs> me? All
1: right, well, let's let's go up there because I think I, I, I unfortunately uh, well, that's, that's, not, that's why rekha hearing so hard you, for the need, you do need two to tangle for that one, but yep. so you know what I'm gonna do in January. I am actually going to enjoy Duke basketball. Uh, so you know, Duke basketball started up again. They're having a little bit of a rough go. They're young. Um, but they do have some good positive players and I think that by the time January rolls around they get into conference play they'll kind of be back to being a, the you know perennial favorite that we think they are they may not win at all but you know I actually watch Duke basketball one because my wife went to Duke and my ex-girlfriend went to Duke and so Duke has given me more than hell hell of a lot more than Buffalo's given me lately <laughs> uh, but um, so uh, the the reason I watch them is because after watching a season, of a team that just doesn't have the ability to get out of their own ass. It's nice to watch a team that reliably is a contender that reliably knows what they're doing, that has a coach that knows what they're doing. Um, you know, and I don't know, you may say that people may look at coach K and say that they're, the the bil- they're, they're the, they're bil- the Belichicks in no, the world, but, not. but they're you not. know, they're good players. They're good kids. Um, all of which I can't say about the Buffalo bills. So I need that cleansing. Uh, and so that's what I'm doing
0: Well You invariably Inaliated Inaliated Alienated Alienated uh, Dozens of listeners the uh, People hate Duke
1: Yeah I don't know why I don't I don't get it Yeah They're not dirty players No They're not Never been caught for cheating Hello UNC Hello Syracuse They've never had Major rules violations you I don't know? get it yeah. Hello Michigan <laughs> uh,
0: Cass coming to you now What are, what are you and Jay Going to do with yeah. all your free time on Sunday, starting in January.
2: So uh, similar to what Soj was saying, I'm going to go for a cleansing, but it's going to be a oh spiritual cleansing. Um, go to Lilydale. I'm going to I'm going to try to uh, actually go to church.
1: Wow. Clean wow.
2: that. The that.
1: only hope, the Lord is the only prayer.
0: This Girl? is what you've done to us, Buffalo yeah. Bills. Yeah, yeah. You Ooh, have you me to religion, You have been baby. so bad. You put Cassie Hutton in the pew of a church. Yep. I don't know if you've been listening to the sailor sailor mouth of this <laughs> young lass. That's why we love her. That's why. We, but you have put her. In a pew. Yeah. On Sunday. Cassie,
1: yeah. Cassie, here's all I'm asking: is that when you walk into the church and you walk past the holy water that's there in the beginning, granted, if it, granted, if if you don't, yeah. if it starts boiling, yeah. just walk out. Yeah. Or just walk out. Cassie. If you make it that it's far not going to end well. Without if catching that on whole, fire yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I mean, if you suddenly feel like a burning pain, like somewhere, quickly, just, just leave. Yeah. yeah. All
2: right, because
1: because. if like there's thunder?
2: We've been married now for two years, and about the year leading up to being married, we went to church almost every Sunday, every other Sunday. I have not been to church since I've gotten married. The last time I walked in that church, I got married. So maybe I feel like I need a little bit of a spiritual cleansing. I can talk to God. We can have a one-on-one about the future of the Buffalo Bills.
0: Jay, Jay is pissed. He's like, I'm not going to the damn church. Uh, I'm I'm kind of with you. You're gonna make a baby. You're gonna. I didn't say I was gonna make a baby. I may make a baby, but um, I am gonna. I, I'm, I'm At gonna, least that
1: way, someone will be like, show me the baby," and I'm going to show you the baby. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> the bills ain't doing it. Yeah. There's no baby on that end.
0: Oh. I'm going to do a similar kind of cleanse. You know, be an opportunity to, uh, you know, not have to eat bar food for three hours and not have to not get beers delivered to me, and um, you know, get some exercise in, drink lots of water, get ready. Maybe maybe my career will start to take off a little bit because I'll be a little less focused on the bills, which... Which has been a fruitless endeavor now for the last 15 years. Uh, so yes, I'm 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 looking forward to a bit of a cleansing as well. Mine will probably be a little less reliant on the good Lord and more on my own personal habits. But I'm looking to get I'm looking to get those back on track, and I'm pretty excited about it. Hey. So what are you doing? Just you know. You're just gonna be healthy. Just living a more fulfilling life in general. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll start sketching again. Who knows? You know
2: what? The world is going to be in a better place if the Buffalo Bills don't make the playoffs. I mean, all three of us—look at us, right there.
0: That's we're true. We're all doing positive. We're, we're all yeah. doing positive. Things. I'm really hoping that the same can be said for all of the blue-collar people of Buffalo. That there are there aren't too many prescription pain uh, addictions that come from this. Although, I'm, I'm, if they haven't by now, then they probably never will. Uh, predictions. We had. Who the hell uh, are we playing
1: next week? Texans. The Texans they, won today, they won today. They won today. and five. Killed New Orleans. So, J.J. Watt, I'm going with my first negative prediction. Go for it. I'm going with, you know what, this team, if they've proven anything that it's against a stout defense, they fold. They fold miserably. Um, And even if they start off good like they did this game, they fold miserably in the end. Uh, So, I say, and I'm pretty sure that our defense will try to bounce back but still lose in the end. So, I think that we're going to lose... Uh, 24-17. It's my first ever, and the entire time I've been on Bills and Bears, the first time I've ever predicted the Bills to lose, which means they're definitely gonna win. But uh, so, and if that's the case, then I'm going to predict them to lose every single fucking week. As we
0: were getting started, I was thinking about Thanksgiving two years ago, when I hauled ass back for the 3:30 game, 4:30 on the East Coast, Toronto game against the Atlanta Falcons, Ugh. and how that loss in just true spectacular Buffalo Bills fashion put a lid on our hopes for that season, much like today's loss did. So in that sense, Suge, if we're going with what history dictates, to your point, the following week they went to Tampa and just, wow, probably the wow bed. was that. That was, that was
2: depressing. That I think was, our Jags
0: game was our Tampa game this year. But. That was but yeah, it's possible. It's possible. So next week, one or two things is going to happen. They're going to blow them out, or it's going to be ugly. And I predicted a loss today. I'm predicting a loss again next week, just to get it over with. And hey, maybe get a better draft spot. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, uh, the Texans are going to be good for at least one defensive touchdown. They're going to, they're going to shut us out most of the game and, and walk away 17 nine. And you
2: know what? Uh, Coming to this game today, I was nervous. I was optimistic, you know, oh, we're gonna win. Then pessimistic, oh, we're gonna lose. But I think it's nice to be having our expectations set going into this game next week. So I think we're gonna do three in a row on three losses. Um, a lot of injuries, so I don't, I don't even think it's going to be close. I think we're just going to get friggin' blown out by the Texans, like 21 to three. We can't even. We're, we're just abysmal across the board.
0: But you know what they're setting us up for now. We're going to win.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to win. And then then we're
0: going to be sitting here a week from now, scratching our chins, looking at those three straight games against the NFC East. They're going to win all three of those, and it's going to be a win-and-in scenario back at the Ralph against the Jets on January 3rd. And you'll have to tune in and see what happens, listeners. Until then, find us on iTunes. Subscribe. Tell everybody you know. Bills and Beers on Twitter. Bills and Beers on Facebook. This has been a a terrible way to spend our sunday but very
1: very therapeutic i have to say guys yeah
0: kinda, i'm the one has to go home and bless you
2: all god
0: bless you all we'll talk to you next week after the houston game go bills let's go buffalo let's go buffalo, let's go, buffalo. the bills make me wanna